0: Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Greg Peterson here, and welcome to the 305th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together educating and inspiring you to become part of your food revolution. Growing plants that thrive in your yard is a lot easier than you think. It starts with saving your own seeds and letting them remember what they already learned. Just text SEEDS to 33444 or visit IWantToSaveSeeds.com and you will receive our free webinar about why seeds matter, why saving them is easy, and how to save your own. Today on our podcast, we have someone who helps people who find gardening a bit out of their reach. We're talking with Lee Stewart about healthy eating through gardening. Lee, the owner of Veg Up Get Dirty, was only four years old when she made her two-year journey from Vietnam to the United States. She has been gardening since she came to the U.S. and believes in the health benefits that come from clean eating. She is a certified personal trainer corporate wellness coach and has over 15 years experience in nutrition and the health and wellness fields she knows the importance of gardening clean eating and is passionate about educating others about the many benefits of gardening welcome to the show today lee are you ready to rock
1: i'm ready to rock Greg.
0: sweet so i shared a bit about you can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at today
1: Absolutely. First of all, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be on the podcast with you. And, you know, Greg, as you shared a little earlier, I'm from Vietnam. I was born in Saigon, Vietnam. In 1975, the North Kong took over the South Embassy. My father was a pilot for the South Embassy, and my mother worked for Bell Atlantic when they came out with the U.S. troops as a communication hub. Oh, wow. Yeah, quite the history and story behind all of this. My father was shot and killed before I was born in 1975, you know, when troops about my mother decided that we had to leave because if we didn't, she was very afraid that the North Kong would filtrate and terminate our, her entire family. She comes from a family of eight brothers and sisters and her mom and dad. So she came home one day with a little red suitcase, Greg, and put a few pieces of clothing in it for herself and, and me. And we went from boat to boat, ship to ship, plane to plane until we got here to the United States. We landed in a refugee camp in Hawaii. Wow. Wow from hawaii we got sponsored into the inland shortly after that moved to arizona and that's when i started my gardening adventures
0: so you've been gardening since the mid-70s here
1: Yes, in the 70s. It took us two years to get here. So when I got here, I was probably about seven years old. I left when I was four Uh and actually got here when I was six, but got to Arizona when I was about seven. So I started gardening when I was about seven years old.
0: What year was that?
1: I'm not very good with my math, but this is (laughs) maybe 78, 77, 78.
0: The reason I'm asking is because I started gardening here in the desert in 75. Wow. Yeah, we were real close about that.
1: Yeah, he got me beat.
0: Just a little bit. For those of you that aren't in Arizona, it's a very different place to grow, is it not, Lee?
1: Yes, very much so. Continue with your question here, Greg. I garden, you know, coming here to Arizona, and I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of PTSD, and I also suffered depression. And I didn't realize this until I became older and more in my adult years of how all of that gardening really supported me and helped me and really grounded me in many ways. You know, when all the kids were in grade school and that and growing up and the kids were all going to camp and that. I wanted to go to camp and we didn't have the money for me to go to camp. So my mom's like, no, you can go out in the garden. <laughs> so at a time when I was growing up, I didn't enjoy it so much. But as an adult, I really appreciate it so much more now.
0: Very interesting, your story about you and your mom around gardening. When I was uh, probably 1975 or 76, we moved into the Weldon House, a house that was on Weldon Street. And mom said, see the right half of the backyard, Greg? that's your garden, go start digging. So it was my mom also that propelled me into gardening. How cool is that?
1: Wow. Yeah. Interesting how our paths are parallel in that way. That's pretty cool. You know, after I graduated from high school, I went to Glendale Community College. I got an undergraduate to suck scholarship and then moved on to college at Grand Canyon University to get my degree in human biology. And then from there, I just continued my studies in health and wellness, completed a program at Glendale Community College as a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor and then from there greg i went on to take my national certification with american council of exercise and worked in gyms like you remember when we had gold's gym and oh yeah i remember that Nationally, women learned all the great traits taught fitness classes as well as personal trained and then i worked a lot with the geriatrics folks who i I call seasoned folks they're beautiful people (laughs) And did the Silver Sneakers program. And in fact, I taught Silver Sneakers right there where I helped volunteer with you at the Great Seed Up.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Love that place. Love it. Helped at John C. Lincoln Hospital and the adult daycare program and I owned and operated my own gym. And then from, bit, and then, yeah, from there, I, I kind of uh, moved into corporate wellness coaching and did corporate wellness coaching for several years. Uh, some of my big accounts are City of Phoenix. You know, within City of Phoenix, Greg, they have departments like the convention center and transportation and waste management did a lot of health coaching there health coached Oliver Arizona with bashes and a lot of work as well with the behavioral health organizations like Tarot and New Leaf and people of color
0: I have a question for you sure again another parallel in our life this notion of growing your own food has been with me since the 70s I was you know a teenager then and it sounds to me like it's been with you there's this thread that has run for decades with you as well. So I can kind of imagine what the answer of this next question might be, but what inspired you to actually get into health and wellness?
1: That's a great question, Greg. One of the reasons that I had gotten into health and wellness was because it helped me in my own journey and to eat healthy and to live a healthier life. Coping with anxiety and PTSD, depression and stressors, it really helped me. I'm the type of person who really want to help other people. You know, coming from Vietnam, I came from a plant-rice-based diet. When I got here to Arizona, my mom remarried. I was adopted. My father was from Georgia, and he ate steak and potato all the time.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: And it was like, oh, no. <laughs> that was a
0: shock to the system, I'll bet.
1: Yeah, totally. It was very difficult for me. You know, it's kind of like the equivalent of if somebody took you off of planet Earth and put you on planet Mars, you know, the food is different. The air is different. The atmosphere is different. The water is different. It was very much a cultural shock for me. Very much so. That was one of the reasons. And I love learning about health and wellness. And like I said, I love helping other people in high school. I was an athlete I ran track and broke the girls records for track and relay and long jump
0: oh nice
1: so always been very active in that way and played some soccer so you know health and wellness and fitness it's always helped me get through a lot of the suffering and a lot of the challenges in my life and I always want to help other people to thrive and going into health and wellness is just kind of a natural phenomenon that happened for me
0: So what I'm really curious about is the connection between your health and wellness and your new gardening process where you're actually helping people do their own gardening.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, Greg, as a health and wellness coach, I help people a lot about nutrition and their diet, fitness and that. I had a situation that I had a good dear friend of mine who is an attorney, and she loves to eat organic, loves fresh fruits and vegetables and and that. She would always ask me, how can I eat organic? It is very expensive. You know, actually, 49% of organic food from the grocery store costs more than your standard food what i did was i helped her go over i helped her build a garden and that and excuse me i'd help her harvest it and take care of it greg and it was really wonderful because she could still go out and she could pick you know a tomato here and there but she really just didn't have the time to maintain it and go through the process of daily taking care of it right you know that's always a great novelty and you know, i have a garden but you got to maintain it
0: <laughs> exactly
1: it's funny because she'd send me pictures and her zucchini would be overtaking half of her backyard so i'd have to run over and find some time to help her to manage that and that so that's kind of how i started realizing that this could be something that people would have a great need for people sometimes get started and they don't know or they don't have the time so if somebody can help maintain that for them or help educate them it's really a win-win situation
0: oh yeah so your company veg up get dirty what do you do? do for people?
1: First, we do a uh free consultation via phone. Sometimes people will talk to me in person if they hear of me or uh, find out about me. And then from there, Greg, what I do is I will go in and if they would like to, we go in and we do a full-on location where I go to the location, I measure stuff, we talk in depth about what it is they want, what mm-hmm. they want to plant, what's going to help them, and support them in their system and that. And then I take it back to the drawing board. I design it with the plants and the cost usually most of the beds are custom and we build it and we bring in the soil and the plants and we do some irrigation if you need to have irrigation Mm -hmm. and then we also provide the weekly bi-weekly or monthly services if you want that
0: right so basically you're setting up people's gardens and servicing them for them
1: yes absolutely
0: so how's that working
1: That's great. I love it. I do have to say, because I love helping people. I love supporting people. I love helping people thrive and that and being educated. Knowledge is power. And it's really going great. I really do enjoy it. It definitely beats the corporate world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes.
1: I'm sure you've been down that road. (laughs) But I will have to say that it's not as fun being in Phoenix and, you know, when we hit 120 degree weather, it, it is a bit challenging. So that's the only really big drawback. But other than that, I love just helping people, answering their questions as much as I can. And if I don't know the answer, I most certainly will find the answer or help them find somebody who knows the answer. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Usually what I tell people from about July 1st to about October 1st, I just don't garden. I walk away from my gardens and they do what they do. And then usually toward the end of September, I start prepping them for a fall crop.
1: That's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't find it fun when it's 120 degrees. Yep. And it feels like dragon's breath out there. So... <laughs> Oh, that's awesome.
0: So I want you to take a moment and think about the landscape of your clients. And do you have one client out there that's just outstanding in his or her field, pun intended, that you doing a garden for them, it just changed their life. Tell me about one of those.
1: Absolutely great. Gosh, I have this amazing, wonderful woman that I'm currently helping right now. She's had her own business for 20 years. She's just done with it. She's retiring and she comes from a background of back east where they go garden and that, and she told me stories about her husband going back east, coming back with buckets of soil and that. Oh, nice. She really loves gardening, but you know her her business has kept her from doing that a lot through the years, and she's now retired. And she asked me to build some raised beds, but Greg, she's older, and so she has some back issues, Mm -hmm. some knee issues, and a little bit of arthritis and that. So we talked about it in depth. What I came up with for her is a raised garden bed on wheels. They're five by 2 They're 36 inches high. So she just walks right up to them, Greg, and she does her thing.
0: Oh, sweet.
1: Yeah, raised garden beds can be anything that you want it to, of course, you know. But this is perfect for her. Yeah. It's on wheels, so she was concerned with the heat in the summertime, you know, it will be too hot. And I said, let's put it on wheels. And so that way you can move it, you and your husband can move it over here into the shade, that kind of thing. And it's just perfect for her. And she is just elated. I told her she was going to be a rock star now when it comes to gardening. Right. <laughs> she was going to be a garden goddess. and she is just so excited.
0: Nice. So you really changed her life for
1: her. Yes, yes, absolutely. She was concerned about, okay, I'm retiring and I really want to garden, but gosh, I can't get down on my knees so much. And she also lives in a homeowner's association. It was really perfect in this manner for her. And I measured everything and it's custom to this, where she wants it to be and that, and it's mobile. And again, she does not have, she just walks right up to it and she does her gardening.
0: Perfect. I have a question for you and I want you to dig down in your heart about this one. How does that make you feel when you can make a difference for someone like that?
1: oh my goodness it's like hallelujah
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that was a perfect answer by the way
1: it's like a hallelujah because there's so many ways that we can cope with stress and feel like we're being who we want to be and so for her it was a great way to go back to kind of her roots in a sense because she did do a lot of gardening as a young kid as well as a young child back home and back east and it just makes me feel so wonderful because we help people then it's helping us and it just brings such joy. I'm so grateful. I walk in gratitude of all the little Vietnamese girls who came here to the United States and endured everything that I endured. I want my life to be impactful. I want my life to be successful. And success to me is when I help somebody else be successful.
0: Excellent. That's sweet. Very sweet story. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So I'm going to shift on you and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure and what you learned from it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I'm giggling because this failure that I'm thinking about, Greg, was when I was younger and I was learning how to be a gardener and I was learning how to compost. You know, you take your kitchen scraps, you know, your peels and whatnot, and you put it in a in a container of some sort and that, so that's what I did. threw it in a bucket and that and left the lid off at times. Mm-hmm. If it rained, there was too much water in it. And then I sometimes put a lid on it and didn't put any hose in it. So found myself having a science. Experiment happening when I open the lid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to learn that the correct way to compost. So learn from that failure.
0: Cool. So what do you consider your biggest success?
1: There's been I feel very blessed. I've had a lot of successes, but you know something personally for me was in my 20s, and I hiked the Appalachian Trail from Pennsylvania to Georgia. Wow! Really. Yeah, it made me really face my fears and a lot of challenges and stuff like that helped me to learn how to think and reason and cope a little bit more in different situations. Yeah, that's a really big one for me.
0: It's like 500 miles, is it not?
1: Yes, you don't have to do the whole trail. I just did from Pennsylvania. It took me, I think, about almost five months. Wow. Some people can do it in six to seven months, they say, but I didn't fight, but I didn't do, you know, the whole trail.
0: Wow. Tell me a little bit more about that. That sounds like a cool process.
1: Adventure. Adventure,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I did go with a group, which was probably smart on my part. <laughs> So we had a little guide. The guide helped us. There's different stations or locations that you can stop and you can rest. You can get food. The fun part of it was really learning about people from all over the world or the U.S. came. And it was just really fun learning about people's perspective and why they were there on that journey. Yeah, it challenged me and some of my fears. Like, you know, am I going to survive? You know, coming from Vietnam and am I going to make it? Because I've been in Vietnam. You know, there are times that I was in the jungle with my mom. And my mom left me for like three days and four nights. And so I had to, that kind of like brought that back up when oh, I was yeah. through that process. So I really had to learn how to comfort myself and rem- remind myself that it was safe and protect my little inner self. So i brought up a lot of challenges, a lot of fears. Oh,
0: cool. Good on you, girl. <laughs> So what drives you?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing that drives me, Greg, is I love helping people. I'm a people person. And I think because of all of what I've endured in life, I just want to help people to learn that they can do it, that they can thrive, you know, whatever the situation may be, whatever they're challenged with in life, that they can get through it. You know, if I could get through everything that I got through, they most certainly can get through what they need to get through. You know, when you look at it, statistically, I should have been on drugs or maybe a prostitute or dead. And I didn't have any of those things yeah. in my life. If I can do it, if I can get through, it, you can. And that's one of the things I love about gardening because it really has helped me through the years with that. And I've helped other people. That's really what drives me is really helping people.
0: We have a pathway that's similar on that as well. That's what drives me is, you know, how can I help somebody? Yeah. So if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: I really like The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I like that. You've read it, right?
0: Oh, yes.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's something that you can take into your personal life as well as a business. You can take it anywhere you go. And the heartbeat of humans is relationships, building relationships, feeling safe in relationships. And when we learn to take care of ourselves, be impeccable with our word and don't take anything personally and don't make assumptions, always do your best. The book talks about those four agreements. Yeah. When we learn to try to work on those things and strive to be our better self all the way around helps everyone else around us as well yeah i really enjoy that book because again it's something you can do you can read it helps you personally but it also helps you in a business
0: beautiful thank you what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners
1: well this is kind of a fun one i think i'm sure you've heard that people will come up to you or and i've had people come up to me and say you know what i'd love to garden, but i just don't have a green thumb you've heard that uh, yes, of
0: course. <laughs> I get that a lot. I got a brown thumb. Yeah. I got a black thumb. I can't grow <laughs> anything.
1: Right, right. And, you know, I tell people, no, you do have a green thumb. You can grow something. You can do it. Because really, you know, growing vegetables or fruit or herbs or anything like that, it's really about educating yourself. I shared earlier that knowledge is power. Yes. And just about being patient. You know, patience is something that we can all always get better about. And if you can do those two things, you can have a green thumb. And I always tell people, what you focus on, becomes. So if you focus on, hey, I'm going to make that tomato plant awesome, vivacious, and I'm going to really enjoy the season, it'll happen. It'll happen. Just be patient and ask a lot of questions on how you can succeed in that.
0: I love that. What you focus on, you get, right?
1: Absolutely. What you focus on, become.
0: So what do you focus on in life?
1: focus on just really living the golden rule in helping people as much as i can those are things i focus on you know and i'll throw in there too the accomplishment of balancing my life you know when my cup is full it's for me when my cup is overflowing it's for others so i'm responsible for being balanced in my life as well
0: that is beautiful thank you for sharing it that way
1: absolutely my pleasure
0: thank you so much for joining us on the show today lee
1: Thank you, Greg. It was a pleasure.
0: How can our listeners get a hold of you?
1: They can reach us on our website at vegupgetdirty.com, as well as they can email us at vegupgetdirty at gmail.com. We're happy to answer any questions and help out in any way that we can, Greg.
0: Beautiful. You can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash veg up get dirty well that's it for today thanks for joining us on the urban farm podcast growing plants that thrive in your yard is a lot easier than you think it starts with saving your own seeds and letting them remember what they already learned just text seeds to 33444 or visit iwanttosaveseeds.com and you will receive our free webinar about why seeds matter why saving them is easy and how to save your own